We're here, Michael Jakes here, and we're here once again with the Sunday Sermon Series. We're here once again with a word for your heart and for your soul. We pray that all is well with you once again on this Sunday afternoon. Amen. Today we are concluding our series entitled Glory in the Highest. We've been looking at some of the uh, parts of the Christmas story, uh, and we've uh, tried to bring some encouragement uh, through them. Uh, today, as we close out the series, we're going to go back into the book of Matthew, and we're going to go back to a very uh, important passage uh, concerning the wise men and how it does connect to us. Amen. So, get yourself together, uh, get your smart device, get your Bible. It's that time. It's time for the Sunday Sermon Series, and we will be right back after this. you god bless you let's open up in a word of prayer lord we bless your name today we thank you once again for giving us uh, another glorious opportunity to open up your word lord we pray that as we do so uh, lord that you will be with us lord lead us and guide us into your truth lord jesus lord we want to be better equipped to serve you lord jesus and lord as we leave this year and go into another lord help us to be ever mindful lord of who you are and what you have done for us Lord, have your way with us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that even now, as your word is opened up, uh, Lord, that you give us clarity of mind and heart and spirit. Lord, I pray that you will anoint this word as it goes forth. Anoint the hearts of those who will hear this word today. Lord, we ask for your help. We thank you for all things. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. God is on the throne. Amen. Uh, we've, I believe that we've had an encouraging time. I've had an encouraging time. Uh bringing forth these several truths that we've tried to bring forth here uh, during this Christmas season. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about uh, the, the name of Jesus and the, uh, the, 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 what his name demands. And when we call upon his name, something should happen in us. And, and there are some things uh, that are demanded from us as we call upon his name. In the same respect, uh, as we go into scripture right now, Matthew, uh, starting in Matthew chapter number 10, there are yet some things that are required of us uh, as we continue to serve the Lord. Let's go to Matthew uh, chapter number 10. Matthew 10, familiar portion of scripture, that's what we're looking at uh, this month, uh, these familiar portions of scripture. Uh, Matthew chapter 10 and Matthew chapter 2, uh, let's start in verse number 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, 
they departed into their own country another way. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, it's important to notice, God bless you, my sister Doris. It's important to understand, and I'm sure that we've went over this already. It's important to understand that when the wise men came, by the time the wise men, the magi, uh, by the time these individuals, the, these men, this entourage, it was more than three, for sure. But by the time this entourage uh, arrived to Jesus, Jesus was already in a house, as we see. He wasn't in, he wasn't near the inn, he wasn't in a manger. He was in uh, a house, uh, a house that they had furnished for them, a house that they had purchased, a house that they were living in. They were in a house at the point in time where the uh, magi or wise men uh, saw Christ, amen? And that, that's important uh, to remember that, amen? They were not there with the shepherds, and they were not there at the time of Jesus' birth. So as we look at this, these, these verses, at, the, at these men who had come from a distance, from quite a distance to see Jesus. Uh, it says here, when they saw the star, the star that led them to where uh, he was. Uh, scientists have tried to disprove this miracle by saying it was some sort of connection in the stars. But, but this was a miraculous star. This was a one-time event. God put a star there to do one thing, and that was to lead these men to where Jesus was. Scripture says that the star stood over where the young child was, at the baby. Once again, this is this is at least a year or maybe probably a year and a half after the actual birth of Christ. Uh, and so the, the star stood over where the young child was. And so uh, we see here that when they saw the star, these men understood this event enough. They understood the import of, of, of what was happening, that when they saw the star, they rejoiced. Scripture says that they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Uh, it was more than just being happy. They were actually overjoyed uh, by the sight of the star and where it took them. And so it says here that they rejoiced. They were simply overjoyed, and when they were come into the house, they've already rejoiced, and now they come into the house. What do they do when they come into the house? And that's what I want to, for a few minutes, uh, bring forth uh, to you today. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do when you come into the house. What do you do when you come into the house? What do you do when you come into his house? Amen? Because that we're, that's what we're talking about. His house. What do we do? Well, we see here that these, uh, these wise men, when they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, they fell down and worshipped him. And that, 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 that's paramount. The first thing they do when they see the child, because once again, why would they do such a thing? Because they understood who he was. They understood that this child uh, had a, 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 a purpose, that this child was a king. Oh, yes, he was not just a king in the making. He was not a prince. And we know scripture says he is the prince of peace. But he was not a king in the making. He was, as he stood there, that young child, he was the king. 
He was the king, not a king. He was the king. And as he stands there, the Bible says that these men, they bowed down. They bowed down. They fell down, rather, prostrate. That's how, that's how they they put their head uh in, in they put their head uh between their knees and they, they they were prostrate uh before uh the Christ child and they worshiped him. They gave him honor. The word worship is a word the word worship uh is a word that means uh that carries forth the, the idea of giving honor to the one that is worthy. The original word was worthship. W O R T H. That, that's the original, uh, the original uh, giving forth of that word. It's worship, and we know that our Lord is worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all honor. And and these and these men who had come from this distance once again, they understood. They understood the fact that of who he was. Now maybe of course they didn't have it all. They didn't have a, a, a proper understanding of, of what he came to do. Uh, no one at this point understood what was going to happen uh, several years down the line. N no one. The only clue that we have is that Mary was told that a sword would pierce her, 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 her a sword would pierce her soul, and giving her giving her some sort of warning or foreshadowing that something was going to happen. But of course, we don't believe that she had any idea any clue whatsoever as to what exactly uh Christ came for but at this time they understood who he was they understand that he was uh the a, a king a king the king and they bowed down and they worshiped him and as they worshiped him it says here that when they had opened their treasures and so they came bearing gifts they actually came bearing gifts. They brought themselves, and they offered themselves. They, they, they worshiped. But now they offer him gifts. In the Bible, and we, we've talked about the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. We also talked about the foreshadowing of the myrrh, uh, which simply uh, was an embalming oil. And so why would, why would these men bring uh, such a thing to a young child? Once again, it was prophetic. It was a foreshadowing, a foreshadowing of what would eventually happen uh, to the Christ child for our own uh, benefit. And so, what do you? What do I? What do we have that we bring when we come into His house? Now, uh, you've probably heard the popular triad: uh, time, talent, and treasure. I I've heard it. Over the years, and and normally, uh, it, it's a it's a triad, it's a trio of words, uh, in in the context of Christianity, uh, used to describe the things that we bring to our churches, the things that we ought to offer our churches, uh, and not exclusively. I've also heard it to mean uh, that it's those things that we ought to offer to Christ. Less than I've heard it about the church. Maybe you've been to different places than I have. I've heard it both ways, but I've heard it offered as an explanation of the things that we are to give to our uh, particular church. But I want to focus on those things that we give back to him. And yes, time, talent, treasure. Amen. When we talk about time, when we're talking about time, we're talking about, at least I'm talking about giving him first priority in our lives. He is first. He is foremost. Uh, he 
He should. He is number one when we talk about time. Uh, yes, we ought to give time to our churches. Yes, we ought to give time to the various ministries that we may be involved in. But once again, it's all wrapped up in him. It's all wrapped up in who he is. And so we are to give uh, our time to him. Our time, our, our energies. Our, he, once again, first priority belongs uh, to him. Scripture says that we are to redeem the time. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Simply meaning that we are to use our time wisely. Wisely. We are we are not to waste time. And I'm and I am sure, I'm sure that you and I uh can think of times and, and can think of those uh moments in our in our lives where where time was wasted. When we could have when when we've done something and said, I could have been doing this instead. Uh we, we need to have Time well spent. Time well spent. Um, many of us, many of us tend to wind down in, in in different ways. In different ways, we we wind down because we're all different, and we and we take we we, we take time. We tend to take time away from the important things sometimes, and, and just to just to power down and just to relax. And we do those things, uh, but we need to whenever that does happen. Whenever we do. Uh, power down, which I don't think is a bad idea to power down from time to time. But whenever we do that, we need to make sure that we uh, quickly uh, come back to the business at hand, uh, not to allow ourselves to be aloof for too long, not to allow ourselves uh, to be unhinged and unattached too long. We need to come back to the moment and come back uh, to those things uh, that are needful and necessary. And so we need to prioritize. We need to prioritize our time. Give our time to Jesus. First and foremost, give our time uh, to him. And secondly, we're talking about, we're talking about talent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We give our talent to him. Now, Now, as, as, as I understand talent, talent here is better understood as our gifts. Our gifts. Uh, talent and gifts, not quite the same thing. Uh, a gift is something that you're given. Uh, it, it's given, and, and in our context, something that God gives you. He, something that God gives you. A talent, uh, it, it, you can uh, you can nurture it. You can grow it. You can grow your gifts too. When God gives you a gift, you can nurture and grow that gift for that gift to be all that the Lord wants it to be. Uh, but uh, talents are talents can be more classified as as as, as man driven, uh, and 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 gifts are more can be more classified as God-given. Amen? They're both intertwined, uh, but when we talk about talent here, uh, I prefer to speak of it as um, those things which the Lord has given us. And when you go to Romans, when you go to Romans chapter number 12, Romans chapter number 12, and I'm going to start uh, Romans 12, and let's start in verse uh, number 5. Romans 12 and verse number 5. Uh, once again, giving priority to those things that God has given us. What are we to do with the things that God has given to us? It says here, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. It goes on. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. 
or he that exhorteth on exhortation, or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So you see, uh, all of these different things are entwined in the body. All of us uh, are gifted in different areas. God, uh, through the Holy Spirit, uh, and totally by his grace and by his choice, has gifted each one of the members of his body. He has graced us with these particular gifts. And what does he intend us to do? He intends for us to serve the body by giving back. We give these gifts back to him by serving one another. Amen? And so he says here uh, that we are to minister. He says that uh, whether it's prophecy, that means proclamation of the word, do so. Do so according to the proportion of faith. Amen? According to the faith that God has given you, prophesy, proclaim his word. Or ministry, wait on uh, wait on our ministering. Ministry is talking about service, serving, uh, and teacheth on teaching. Amen? And so all of these things, once again, are all part of who we are in Christ. All wrapped around our identity in him. All wrapped around the fact that these are things, once again, blessings, and we've been talking a lot about blessings here in the ministry, uh, the, the things that God, uh, the things that he has blessed us with through his death, the things that he has given to us, and once again, these are all parts of those things that he has gifted to us, and what are we to do? We are to give back. We are to give back uh, these things. And then he goes in verse 9, and he talks about, he talks about love. He says, let love be without dissimulation. Amen. And that word dissimulation is a word no one uses anymore. But it's a word that simply means hypocrisy. A big word that means hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. And he goes on. You you, 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 can, write, uh, you can write a sermon from, from right here, the, these next few verses. Uh, but we need to make sure, make sure that we are giving uh, those things that he has given us. The Bible talks about, uh, the Bible talks about uh, the, the the parable of the talents. Now, when we talk in that parable, we use it to talk about the different gifting that the Lord has, the giftings that the Lord has given us. We use it as that illustration. But once again, in, in New Testament, when Jesus gives this parable, uh, that a talent in the context of the parable, is talking about money. It, it was a piece of money. So that in in the and once again in the context of that particular parable, a talent is money. But once again, the principle applies. The principle does yet apply to actual talents, actual gifts that he gives to us. What do we do with the several gifts that he gives to us? Do we bury it, as one did? to try to save it or do we or do we uh, uh, uh give it out and cause that gift to be more how do we deal how do we how do we treat that which he gives to us and that's important to remember let's not squander the gifts that he gives us let's not waste the gift that he gives to us let's not bury the gifts that he gives to us so many times you know, even in the entertainment industry, uh, many times you see individuals uh, who get caught up in the entertainment industry and you hear 
that they came out of church. I didn't say they came out of salvation necessarily, but many, maybe they have, but many have come out of church backgrounds. Uh, you, you, can, you, you know the names as well as I do. Different individuals who have been involved, uh, who uh, have gotten involved, who came out of a church background and they had a talent or they had a gift. Let me put it that way. They had a God-given gift. They can sing. <laughs> Let's talk about singers. They can sing. But many times, and, and nearly every time, when someone, God has gifted someone, and they take that gift and they give it to the world, not in the context of Christianity, not in the context of the church, but when an individual takes their God-given gift and gives it to the world, the world treats that gift in a different way as than God's people would have. Okay, they don't understand uh, God's uh, giftings, and so that gift, literally that gift that has been given to that individual to bless God's people, in turn is wasted by giving it to the world. And once it goes into the world, there is no anointing attached to it. Okay, no one is blessed. As we understand the word blessing in the Christian context, no one is blessed uh, by that voice or by those that music anymore once it goes into the world. It, it, it's, it's different, amen? And so we need to make sure, God bless you, my brother Leon. So we need to make sure uh, that we give and keep our gifts where they belong. God has gifted us through the cross. He has gifted us. And we need to make sure that we keep our gifts in the context of who we are in him. And we are not to negotiate. Uh, we are not to uh, pass our gifts along or, or decide on we decide that uh, we want something better or decide to uh, make money off of a gift that God has given us. That's that that's not what it's about. I'm not not I'm not talking about those Christian artists who are in uh, a music industry, which is a whole nother story that we won't get into. Uh, but yes, God can be glorified in the music industry when uh, it's done under the anointing of the Lord. But once again, when we take our gifts and we give them to the world, no one is going to be blessed. Not at all. The, the music will suffer and, and God's people will not be blessed. And the world, the world simply will not, will not understand because the anointing will leave the music, amen? And so that's very important. Didn't mean to get caught up in all of that. Uh, but once again, we are to get give our time. We are to give our talents. And finally, uh, we are to give. We are to give. Once we come into the house, once again, the wise men came into his house. When we come into his house, we are to also uh, bring gifts. And finally, we are to bring our treasures. Notice what it says in Matthew in Matthew chapter number 6, verse 21, uh, the Bible says that um, that where your treasure is, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. What is most dear to you? What is most dear to you? Amen. And and once again, uh, the Bible talk the Bible talks about uh, the Bible talks about uh, you cannot serve. The Bible talks about us not being able to serve God and mammon. We cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is 
Mammon is talking about money. Mammon is talking about material things. Those things are in the that are in the world. We are not to. Uh, we we cannot uh, embrace Mammon. Okay, uh, but we ought to embrace God. We cannot serve them both. And as we as we come before the Lord, and as we come into His house, uh, we need to make sure. We need as we come into His house, we are we are to make sure. Uh, that we are giving him those things that we treasure. Amen? It's called submission. It's called sacrifice. Okay? Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. I give you me. Based on what you, listen, based on what you have done for me, how can I repay that which you have done for me? There is actually really no way that we can fully repay what he has done for us on the cross, through the cross, by the cross. There's, there is no there is no possible way that we can repay him. And, and I'm, and I'm to all the things that we've talked about today, time, talent, and now treasure, there is not enough of any one of those things that we can give to him that would pay back what he has done for us. N- nothing. It's, what can you do? What can I do? What can I, what can I do for the Lord that would say, that seals it, I paid you back, I don't owe you anything else? book is closed. Nothing. Nothing. That that doesn't exist. That's why we are to cherish him, love him, and continue to serve him because we can, and and listen, we're not trying to so-called, we're not trying to pay off a debt. We do what we do because he has given us, he has commanded us to do so, and because we love him. We love him. We desire to do the things that we do. Amen. No one is in the kingdom of God in a on a ball and chain. <laughs> no one we are not prisoners in this kingdom. We are here because he has placed us here and we are here because this is where we want to be. We have no desire to be outside of the kingdom. Not at all. This is the place where he wants us. This is the place wherever he wants me, that's where I want to be. So I want to give him my time. Time is precious. Time is short, but I want to give him my time. I want to give him my talent. I want to give him whatever he has gifted me with. I want to give it back to him. Amen. And my treasure, that which I count most dear. Lord, it's yours. Lord, it's yours. Okay. And and that's how we are to look at it. I give you me. As as measly as I may be, (laughs) I give you myself. It's all I have. It's all that I have. I just give you all that I am. And and he take and he takes us, he has received us, amen. Now finally, time, talent, treasure. Let me give you let me give you just one more before we close out here today. Time, talent, treasure, and we see what the wise men did. We see what these uh, what these magi did when they came into the house. We talked about it previously. The Bible says here that they simply they worshipped, they fell down and worshipped him. So time, talent, treasure, and thanks. We are to give him thanks. Let me go to let me go to First Thessalonians chapter number sixteen. First Thessalonians chapter number sixteen, starting in sixteen, it says, "Rejoice evermore, rejoice evermore." That's talking about be joyful all the time. <laughs> be joyful at all times. I know that's. That, that, that's a hard sell. How do you remain joyful at all times? You see, you can. You can because this doesn't say happiness. 
Happiness is conditional. Happiness is something that uh, that happens to us emotionally when things are going proper, when things are going right. Happiness is completely conditional, but that's not joy. Happiness is not joy, not really. Joy is something that is embedded on the inside. Your joy is based on your position. Your joy is based on your position. And your position says that I am sanctified. Your position says that I am justified. Your position says that I'm going to be glorified. That's your position. That's who you are in Christ. Thanks to what he did on the cross. That's who you are. And that brings joy. What does scripture say? Says joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's who we are. That's who we are in him. And so our joy should be based on based on that. Based on who we are in Christ, our joy should be perpetual. It should be ongoing. I rest. I rest in this condition. This condition does not change. As my faith remains locked into him, this condition, this position rather, does not change. So my joy should be evermore. Rejoice evermore. Perpetual. Stay joyful. Remain joyful. As long as you remain in me, as long as you abide in me and I abide in you, your joy should be full. Your joy should be full. Verse number 17, part, it, part, part and parcel, it says, pray without ceasing. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Once again, two things that go hand in hand. You don't stop. You don't stop being joyful and you don't stop praying. Why? Because we have an advocate. Why? Because we have the throne of God. The Bible says that we uh, we come to his throne boldly. We come boldly to the throne of grace. Once again, that should give us joy. The Bible says to cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. All of these have to do uh, with praying without ceasing. Without ceasing. Don't stop. Always be in that attitude of prayer. It doesn't mean that you are to walk around praying 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You cannot do it. I cannot do it. However, we are to remain in an attitude of prayer, connecting with God at all times, at any time. Amen. The Bible says be instant, in season and out of season. Be ready. We are to be ready on a moment's notice to speak a word uh, for the Lord and in the name of the Lord. Be ready at school, at work, at home, in the street, in the market, wherever you are, you ought to be ready to give folk an answer uh, as to who you are in Christ, amen? An answer. Tell people who Jesus is, amen? Tell people what Jesus has done for you. Lead them to who Christ is, amen? And as we do that, once again, pray without ceasing, rejoice evermore. Verse number 18, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 18, and in everything, try it sometimes, <laughs> in everything, how do you do that? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In other words, Jesus wants you. He wants you. It is his will that you give thanks in all things. At all times. 
in all situations. And once again, as I just said a moment ago, try it. <laughs> try blessing God and thanking God in every situation. I was just telling a brother, I was just telling a brother recently, uh, we had our, uh, a few weeks ago, we had our, uh, our car was stolen. <laughs> stolen right from in front of our house. Uh, we were not watching it. The car was stolen. And how do you, and I was telling him by my immediate response, my immediate, my immediate uh, response was not, Lord, I bless your name. Lord, I bless your name. That was that was not my immediate response, okay? Um, I'm not sure if I'm having technical difficulties. Everything looks fine on my end. I'm not sure, but um, um, I apologize for any technical difficulties that you guys may be having right now. I apologize. Um, and so as, as the car was stolen, how do you respond when you feel like you've been violated? What do you do? I was telling my brother that my initial response was not. It was not to say, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was not, that was not my initial response when we realized the car was gone. Brother, there were there were no expletive deletives. There was no there was, there was no uh, profanity or anything involved. But it was just, what's going on? Oh my goodness, where's the car? Oh wow, this is this wow. Oh man, this is what's going on? Lord, what's happening? Lord, what's what's going on? That was that was my initial response when I realized the car was gone. But what do you do? Once again, what does he say here? He says, in everything, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. So, Lord, in spite of difficult times, in spite of hard situations, in spite of things that may happen that I don't understand, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I bless your name. Lord, I just thank you for who you are. There it is. We thank him for who he is. We don't thank him for the situations. Lord, I thank you that the car got stolen. Lord, I thank you for this bad thing that happened in my life. Lord, I thank you. No, 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 no. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you have done for me. We have to constantly keep our own salvation front and center, front and center. My wife asked me today, just a few hours ago, she asked me the question that, that is asked of me all the time. What are you most thankful for? What do you thank God for? And I don't usually go on a long litany of, of, of things. You know, I thank God for my wife and my family and my house and my friends and my church. I, I, don't, I don't give a list. I, I very rarely give a list of things that I am thankful for, though I am totally thankful for those things. I simply say, because it covers everything, I am thankful for my salvation. I am thankful for my salvation. What would, what would I be? Where would I be without salvation? Gone, no house, no family, uh, nothing that I have that I'm thankful for, the list, would I have if I were not saved? So I thank God most of all for my salvation. And so time 
talent, treasure, and thanks. When you come into the house, when you come to where he is, when you come into his presence, these are the things he has given us so much. These are the things that we are to give back to him. Amen. What do you have to give? Time, talent, treasure, and thanks. Amen. We honor him. We bless him. We thank him for who he is and what he has done. And what he has done on the cross makes everything possible. It makes every single thing possible. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we bless your name today. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity, uh, Lord, to honor your name. And Lord, we pray that you will continue to be with us. And Lord, we have we have uh, strived to, to, to bless your name this holiday season, uh, to put you first, Lord, to... to to not think about so much all of the, the different things that are going on all around us. Lord, that you are first. Lord, we, we, we want to give you our time. We want to give you our talent, our treasure. And Lord, we want to give you our thanks, Lord, for who you are and what you have done. We just praise you. We just thank you. And we honor you. Lord, continue to be with us as we continue to put our faith in you and your finished work. Have your way. Bless us even now. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless the name of the Lord. I don't know uh, if there are any de technical difficulties. Once again, it's not showing up here. And if there are, uh, once again, I apologize if there are any technical difficulties here. I will go back and check this uh, when it's all done and see uh, if there is a problem, how I can uh, fix it, rectify it. I'll make sure that I do that. Amen. Uh, we have had some some internet problems uh, here um, going in and out, I notice. Um, but um, we will check it. Okay. Uh, so once again, I apologize if there are any, any uh, issues with the stream here today. Amen. Um, I will look into it. Amen. I will look into it. Amen. So as always, we want to invite you to join us throughout this week if you are able We'll be here tomorrow night with the Line by Line podcast. Uh, we'll be in Matthew chapter 24, that all-important Matthew chapter 24, looking at this great prophecy uh, and breaking it down one verse at a time, amen. We just pray that, we pray that you're able to be with us, amen. Uh, Tuesday night, we are, we'll give our final, our final lesson, uh, uh, Wednesday night rather, we'll give our final lesson uh, on temptation. Uh, and on Tuesday night, skipped over a night, Tuesday night, once again, uh, Hot Topic Tuesday, uh, we'll have a final uh, a final Hot Topic uh, for this year, uh, and we pray that you'll be able to join us uh, at 8 o'clock on uh, Tuesday night, amen? So we just bless the Lord, honor him, and thank him for once again giving us an opportunity uh, to be in his presence. Uh, once again, I apologize for any technical issues that you may be having uh it once again it simply doesn't show up here uh and many times i'm not able to see it until after and then i realize that something went wrong amen and so we will check it and we will uh we will fix it and uh we will be back to you once again on tomorrow night amen that'll be at seven o'clock the line by line podcast matthew chapter number 24 amen so until then have a great night and we will see you God bless you.
we're back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know. Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from Tax Act. Uh, seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk? Seriously, Tax Act makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to Tax Act today and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radioland. Subtle. Tax Act. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See taxact.com for details.